Oh, oh, come on. What? That's the ambulance. Come to take me away because you stopped my heart. Anyways, uh, welcome to the Tag Steve. and Brando podcast. My name's Tag, and that's... Brando. Yeah. Colloquially, you could call us Taggart and Brandon, and we're friends. Yes. We like to talk sometimes, and today we're going to do just that. Mm, we're well, going to explore a few... One, th- what? One of us is going to talk, and then the other one's going to also talk over them. That's Probably. called interrupting. <laughs> also, we're going to talk about things, places, and people, but not specifically in that order or even those things. So first right. off, boom. We only talk in nouns. We only, we only say things... People of places. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't say how they do what they're doing. <laughs> we don't we don't do them in relation to other things as prepositions would. Exactly. We don't describe how they do that thing <laughs> or what yeah. that thing is like. Nope. But just the thing itself. Just the stuff. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> So, anyways, we're going to hit up a question of the day. We're going to talk about a trigger memory, and we're going to talk about what's new with us this week. That's called The New, and we're going to explore and talk about those things because that's what we do on this podcast. And if you've never been here before, then where have you been? But welcome. But welcome, and also be a little ashamed, but not much. No. Uh, yeah, it is going to be a roaring good time. Rawr. Uh, but right now, we're going to get to the brass tacks. Ooh, the tass of which, brass. Which, which is a uh, upholstery expression. That's right. So. We are master upholsterers. <laughs> yes. Upholsters. Um, upholsters? Upholsters? I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that how you said it? Upholsterers. Yeah. Upholsters. I Man, think I got it right the second and, time. Yep. We are talking today about getting out of Dodge. That's right. So, so um, a little, a little bit of backstory on on this. I, I had, I had a dream last night that uh, I was in uh, Sam's Club where I used to work, but I was just shopping there. Okay, and. Somebody like tried to take over Sam's Club, like diehard style, and just was like, you know, mowing people down and all this kind of different stuff, and oh, like hiding behind shelves and trying to like escape and get out. But there was this van that was driving around the building, like trying to catch people that were trying to escape. It was it was dicey for sure, <laughs> and everything. So. My question then yes. is, if you uh, say you witnessed something, okay, murder or some kind of atrocity, oh. <laughs> it's just like thought it was something nice. No, nope. just saw likes your friend, and you're like, "Hey, buddy!" And then he was hey, killed in I front just... of you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dark, quick. Yeah, something, something crazy, and um, the police, like you know. They they want to put you in witness protection, and you got one hour to get your affairs and your family in order oh, before man. you have to abandon everything. Okay, and 
you know, taking minimal stuff and everything. What are you doing to, you know, to alert your loved ones that aren't coming with you, you know, get everything else sorted out, you know, quitting your job, <laughs> whatever. What, what, wow. what are you doing? Um, I'm going to make candy grams and send them to all my family. Ooh. And it's going to say something like, <laughs> uh, I wish I had something witty to add here right now. Couldn't come up with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, shoot. Can, I don't know. Anyway, you tried to think of like, you tried to think of like a candy pun. pun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, um, Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, we heath to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <was> bad. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not my real answer. Um, yeah, or, or is it? Ah, uh, dude, I don't know. I think this is hard. Like, uh, in an hour, there's no way you're getting everything done that you need to get done. Yeah, there's just no. I mean, there's you got it. You got it. You're getting out of there. There's no way, dude. There's no way, mm-hmm. you know, here's the thing. If we had a place, say we had an apartment or a house or something, mm-hmm. I would, uh, and you know, our furniture and all that stuff, I would call a friend or a, uh, family member, uh, that we had already entrusted with a key to them and said, Hey, mm-hmm. Go look after our house. If you can, rent it and or sell the stuff inside of it. Right. Good luck to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I can't help. Thank you, friend. Right. Thank you, family member. Um, and then my family, dude, we just pack up as many clothes uh, and, you know. Maybe some fun yeah. things, but that's about it. And guess your hit, fire safe, my fire safe with all of my important papers because you know I still got that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, we, we, we yeah, just the important papers, some clothes on our back. Uh, if we can bring our car, which I would doubt, in witness doubt. protection. Yes. You are 100% not able to bring your car. Yeah, I was going to say, we would have to mm-hmm. also int- hope that we had spare keys in the house or leave our keys in the house to help mm-hmm. for that friend to do whatever they're going to do with our cars. Um, but they don't have a way to contact us, so we would have to give them all the what for before mm-hmm. we go in a text or in a long note or something. <laughs> That's why you always leave. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, you got to think like, you know, you can't use uh, any of your identification. Not that your friends are going to be able to use that, but your right. bank accounts, credit cards, um, you know, I, I don't know what the statute is, like how long you're going to be, you know, you don't know how long you're going to be gone. So it's like, oh well, like I, I guess you know, try to pay off my credit cards so I don't, you know, incur this terrible looming debt for when I get back, like you know, ten years later, and it's just like, oh, guess what, you know, well, you are, 
I don't know, but I would think that the government, if they're putting you in witness protection, has a way for you to pay the bills you owe. Uh-huh. You know? Or has a way to get you the money that's yours in your bank account, transfer it to a new one in your false name or whatever. There's right. got to be steps and processes developed well, yeah, they, for they that set to happen, you up, right? They set you up with money. Right, they set you up with like a new job, like all that kind of different stuff. So right, but there's got to be a way to get to have your old stuff too and pay for your debt and things like that. There's just, right. You wouldn't think that they'd just be like scot free, and and pay all those things off for you. They would mm-hmm. be like, nah, you got to pay that. I would think. I don't know. I've never been in witness protection except for the two times. And uh, I blocked most of Both it. Both times were different. Yeah, <laughs> they would just memory wipe you and move you somewhere else, and I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I think it's kind of a boring answer, but I think you just try to jam as much of stuff as you could do in an hour like that. That would somehow cover most of everything that you would need to do, and then. Mm-hmm. Get out, meet at the meeting place, and get out of Dodge. Get, yeah, I mean, get out of caravan. I mean, I, I would pretty much. Uh, I think, yeah, like I'd, I'd call my mom and just tell her, you know, the lowdown. I'd be like, "Hey, mom, like, saw something. I, I can't saw Rich, Richie get killed. He was. <laughs> I don't friend. even know if I would go that far." Like I would probably say, like you know, well, that's probably something good. horrible. She's not. She, if you're going to witness protection, don't give her the details. That's yeah, fair. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So just like saw something horrible, I'm being put in witness protection. Um, you know, like if there's anything I can do, you know, da da da. Maybe give her some kind of cryptic something or other. Oh. You know, like um, if you get a letter from somebody that you know, yeah, talks about. You know, popcorn. Yeah, you know, like, Mom, if you're hurting and you need our help, there's always money in the banana stand. Banana stand, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, call my brother and my sister, something similar. Right. And just say, get the details from Mom. <laughs> Love you guys. Just say, like, yeah. yeah. Crap's going down. Then, Talk to Mom. Bye. Yeah. And then, yeah, probably just send off some emails um, with like passwords for like bank account and, and everything like that. And just be like, Hey, you know uh. what? Like, cause that's the thing. It's like you said, um, like the government's probably going to support you and everything, but like, there's no guarantee that they're going to give you the money that's in your bank account or whatever. I so guess. I would literally just be like, mm. you know what? Like, here's my passwords to my bank account, my 401k, my manage this, that, and the other. Yeah, exactly. Just like pull all the money out and, you know, do what you gotta, you know, because when I get back, I'm just gonna have to start all over anyway and just, yeah, go from from there. So, shoot, man. Yeah, so. If you get a weird email from me that <laughs> just has just has a password to, you know, my, you know, employee stock purchase plan, then just be like, oh, man, well, 
We'll just, I'll just say it we'll looks just like wait, wait this out. <laughs> looks like I'm the proud owner of stocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so making a, a grave assumption here, what would you want your uh, witness protection name to be? Ooh. So, you know, go by a couple of names, right? First uh-huh. name and last name. <laughs> and middle name. And middle name, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, you go by all yeah. your names. Yes. More than most um, people. But it took me a split second to be like, I don't know why he's... Oh, right, my middle name, the one that I usually go by. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why he's bringing this up. But yes, um, exactly. So um, let's see here. What? Uh, I, w- I think I want like, you know, like a one-syllable... Like one syllable first name, easy to yeah forget and just or like, remember. Yeah, just like you know a Greg or a Tom Hank or yeah, like something something just short and everything. Because hmm. um, yeah, then then it's easier to be like it's like what's your name? And you're like it's like oh Hank you know like you're not like but this more likely to say it once rather than three times and remember your actual name yeah exactly or your actual fake name and I think and I want something that I don't have to spell right like people are like oh how do you spell that and you're like uh like I would be I would be I would be Nick, but they'd be like, what's your last name? And I would say, oh, yeah, it's Nick Papa Giorgio. <laughs> from Uma. From, <laughs> from, from Uma. Uma. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh man. If you could be Nick Papa Giorgio, that'd be legit. That'd be hilarious, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm in software. But um, I would ha- Yeah, that was, that's a fair point. I was going to do a, like a good name. Uh, but, um, yeah, it couldn't be, can't be too exotic. Not one that people don't hear, you know, it's going to be like, Hey, right. I'm Matt. They're like, Oh, mm-hmm. Hey Matt. Good to see you, Matt. Right. But I would almost want like a name that's not like, sh- like, I guess Tom is not a good example, but like Hank is a good example. Greg, Hank, Gregory. Dang it. I want one that's <laughs> Hank's short for Henry. Really? Yeah. Oh. Hen- yeah. Mo- Hank McCoy? Isn't his real name Henry McCoy? Boom. The beast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everything, er- yeah. all the short names are short for something. But Dang there it. are real people just named Tom, and there are real people just what about, named What about Matt. Glenn? Glenn. Two N's. Perfect. Oh no, but I'd still have to specify two ends. Man, nah. this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't tell them. You're just like, my name's Glenn. Glenn. And obviously you have a southern accent. My I'm name's Glenn, the- and I've lived in Alabama all my Al- life. Alabama. Um uh, how about like uh, uh what's a good one syllable? Well, Tim's good too, but that's you know, can be short Timothy. for uh uh, you know, Timothea. Um, Timothea. <laughs> Timothea. 
Sam is a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, you know, uh, and then last name Peter. I mean, it's two syllables, but it's right. That's yeah. pretty short okay. and good and short. Yeah, uh, Pete. Pete. I mean, Pete. like even if you're like Pete. People are just gonna like know how to spell Peter. Exactly. Yeah. Piece of cake. Yeah. Easy town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a decent. Uh, well, Greg's a good so, yeah. one. Greg's a good one. Like you, you said, Greg earlier. Yeah, short for Gregory. Golly. Uh, I know. See, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hugh, but yeah, I think Hugh. Hugh. Hugh's not short for anything. Hubert. Hugh or Liam. That's two syllables, yeah. technically, but yeah. very short. Mm-hmm. And also a little exotic. But yeah, I would I would be down for just a short, quick little yeah. name. And then um, Newtown, everything. But what would your job be? Ooh. Working in front Metallurgy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's fancy. Be a, be a metallurgist. Nice. I think, yeah. I think it'd be cool. I mean, like, if you got, like, a job where you can, you know, um, yeah, just just learn a totally new Yeah, that'd skill. be cool. I mean, I'd, I'd run a pawn shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T-Sock. T-Sock. Uh, <laughs> nice. Punch up. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say I would want to. I'd want to run like an electric uh, electronics repair shop. Dude, that would be with the pawn shop. I know. That would be cool. Well, that'd be cool. We're in this together, apparently. You yeah. run the pawn shop. I'll <laughs> fix stuff. I'll put you new cap- stuff in the back. I'm like, these capacitors are blown. I'm going to put some new ones on here. Solder, solder. Boom. For sure. Your Atari works, sir. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that'd be fun. That's something I would I've wanted to do kind of anyway. So I just don't have the time mm-hmm. or the resources to like delve into it. But watched a lot of YouTube videos about it. Mm-hmm. Seeing people fix and mod things and do that kind of stuff. And that seems fun to me. I follow a couple of dudes that this they have their own repair shop and they just repair stuff. Online. Have you have you watched um I think it's called the repair shop on Amazon not Amazon on uh Netflix. It's like this British Ooh. like repair shop where they they bring in like old antique clocks or no. like furniture and they have like these these master craftsmen peeps like um you know, take it all apart and re, you know, redo it, fix it, and all that kind of different stuff. The clocks one, the clock ones are just like, you know, oh, it's just so crazy because it's just like, oh yeah, there's about like you know, you know, five hundred components that I have to take out and clean and then put all back together. Yeah. Like, oh man. Clocks and, are crazy, dude. Clockwork yeah. is insanity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's um, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff like that. Um but yeah, 
that would be um that would be a sweet you know side gig just to be like you know you know you couldn't be you know that popular and getting yourself a youtube channel <laughs> or like netflix probably you know, de- so or defeating the purpose you of, could uh, if you just never showed your face Oh, yeah. Right? If it was just your hands or the things that you're mm-hmm. fixing and you're showing, you could do that. Makes an extra buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. I don't think packing up all your stuff and everything. Yeah, if you can't take much, you know. Right. You just, you, like you said, you just you get like one suitcase each and you can't take a lot of your, you know, I mean – all of your important documents, I mean, wouldn't really mean much. I mean, because you can't use your birth certificate, your passport, right. or your marriage license, or anything. So you're just kind of like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> this is my life we're talking about. Yeah. So, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I feel mean, you got yourself a go bag. A go bag. Go bag. Go bag. I feel uh, a little bit, uh, you know. More empathy towards those that have to go into witness protection. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you're in witness protection and listening to this. I sure <laughs> hope that you feel protected. And yeah. uh, you too will have your day in court to tell them that those people are bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, now that I think about it, I think it'd be actually kind of interesting. Now we had our, like, if you had to take stuff out during a fire, it's almost like the exact opposite. Right. Like, you wouldn't be able to take any of your personal effects. Not really. Yeah. I'm Maybe sure a couple they, of lock, or they something. take them and lock them away or something for you. I bet. I right. bet the government holds on to all that stuff for you. Right. I, I would hope. Mm-hmm. So. We, we can only hope. We can only hope. Great. Well, that was super yeah. fun. Thanks for coming <laughs> with us on that journey. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, you know, you get your life back if you are in witness protection. Yeah. Because bad guys shouldn't shouldn't be able to do that. That's right. And talking yeah. about bouncing back into your life, for triggered memory today, we want to talk about tramp stories. And I'm not talking about hobos. I'm talking about trampolines. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, trampolines, man. So you got some old school trampoline memories that you want to share with us today, Brandon? So I had a trampoline. (laughs) It was... Preach, brother, preach. It was the octagon trampoline. Ooh. And... Eight eight sides. Yes. It was bluish. to the octagon. Yeah, it miraculously stayed blue for years of weather and beat down quality um it's quality yeah. tramp yeah um and uh we only had to replace the mat once oh so i'm pretty sure we got it used yeah um, we had the little mats on the side the um protective pads those got eaten away by the sun and everything yeah, else. So for sure. they, they they were they were gone after like year two or something. Um but I wanna say uh, I helped you guys put that trampoline together. Yeah. When you first got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of like we we learned the right way and the wrong way 
to set up a trampoline. Um, yes. I remember the first time we we tried to put it together. You just every you just started with the the box of springs on one side, right? And you just start hooking them up, and yeah. you you just go from one thing, and like two people are going, you know, around, and then you get towards the next the other side, and you gotta like stretch the, the spring and just look it in, and then half the trampoline. The springs are totally compressed. The other half, they're like way stretched out. Here's like, oh, I guess we're supposed to do like one on this side and then one on the exact opposite yeah, side. Yeah, you got to go opposite and then you go, all the way around. Then you got to, you know, like you're doing like a car, like car lug nuts. Right. So then the, and and then the middle of the ones you just put on and then the middle of the ones that you just put on. and you Exactly, yeah. Work so around that way. Start out kind of thing. Yeah, so... So yeah, we learned that lesson, and mm-hmm. the we did the not best... read the instructions. <laughs> well, again, use trampoline. So it's just here's a box of springs, right? <laughs> a couple of pieces of metal, yeah. and a this big is black infin- infancies of the internet. So we yeah. weren't looking stuff up on our phones, mm-hmm. crazy kids. Yes, yes. Um, and so then um, I remember when that first mat started to to wear out, and You'd be jumping on it, yeah, and um, you just hear like a ping as one of the uh, springs just ripped the little ring off that side, and then it just big like, ping, and like it just, you know, it lasted probably a whole season, like a whole summer or whatever, yeah, being being more and more ripped till it got a little less than halfway, is just you know. Half of it's just draped on the ground, uh-huh. but the other half still bounces and everything. And it got to the point where if you weren't like pretty close to the other edge, if you got towards the middle at all, you would just slip into the hole. <laughs> like, right. And so, um, so eventually we got a new mat and, and everything. And, um, oh man. It's so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Champs so are, very dangerous, that yeah, thing. I'm not sure how we ever thought trampolines was a good idea, societally. Yeah. But uh, they're super fun. Yeah. Until did they you, uh, become death traps. Did you ever jump on it with uh, your rollerblades? I want to say yes, but by the, but maybe not on yours. By the okay. time you got yours, I was a pretty big boy. Um, mm-hmm. If you recall, we tried to dig a hole in your backyard to put the tramp over so that we wouldn't bottom out on it. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, you get you know, four teenage boys trying to then double bounce somebody. Right. You're just hitting um, the ground, man. <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you explain the physics of double bouncing? No, I cannot. Can you? Not the physics, but I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can explain the concept. I can explain the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you. Somebody jumps and you try to time your jump perfectly so that when you hit, you transfer all your kinetic energy to them and they bounce really high. That mm-hmm. might also have been some of the physics. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's uh, like if if you've never jumped on a trampoline, it will take you – about 
two minutes jumping with someone else to realize that there's this weird phenomena that if you land a split second before someone else, then they will take your bounce. And yep. it, it double bouncing also called like stealing someone else's bounce. Like you, it's a thing that you can, you can kind of time and everything like that. Um, which is crazy when you think about it. It's you awesome. Know? It's really cool. Like, yeah. And you know, you get a jump super high and they get, they get nothing. They get absolutely you know? nothing. Yeah. But and if, if they're not prepared for it, it like it, it can hurt sometimes. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can, you can fall on a crumple heap like, Oh mm-hmm. no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, if you're planning to do it, it's really cool. You can launch somebody mm-hmm. way high and then they can fall off the trampoline and hurt themselves. Yes. So, so what this Tiger's is... referred to is <laughs> we would play this game where, and this is where the hole came in, mm. um, the pit, I should probably say. <laughs> the, pit, the pit of <laughs> despair. Yeah. Is um, however many people you had, and we would do up to like eight. We would have like a person on every side of that octagon. We, are, we were crazy. Yeah. So you would have one person in the middle, and uh-huh. they would jump three times and then land on their butt. And that split second extra that they had in the air before they hit because they weren't landing on their feet, everybody else would jump in, not to the middle, but just like, you know, a foot or so in from where they were. Because you're standing on the rail. Right. Yeah. You just jump onto the the tramp and try to give them all, everybody's bounce to the middle person who then... Mm -hmm. Goes to the moon and comes back and says it wasn't fake and it's crazy. Yeah, because they basically the tramps like weighted down like a like a Looney Tunes cartoon, and then they, you know, if they if it's weighted down far enough, then they just hit the floor, they hit the ground. But if it's not, then they just get enough and they just shoof. Yeah, and. We we launched somebody high enough to where you could see them from the uh, from the sidewalk in front of the house. I was I thought you were like, going to say from the Hubble, and I was like, "That's no. crazy." No, but I mean, like, <laughs> legitimately, like you could see them right. over the 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 first story of the house. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that's people not, would. That's yeah. not that safe. No. And, and and keep in mind, this is before the days of trampolines that had the whole enclosure thing. Oh, where you're like, yeah. You, this is fall-off proof, and you can't fall off mm-hmm. and kill yourself. We had no walls around our trampolines. Nope. We, had, we had no ceilings. Ceiling? Yeah, some of, <laughs> some of those cages have, have ceilings on the top. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so you're like, don't bounce me too high. I could get stuck in this net. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were just like, jump, jump, and if you fall off, sorry, be more careful. Uh, we learned a lot of things the hard way. Now oh, that I think yeah. about, li- about life in general. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I will always remember that that trampoline was blue is one time my brother got double bounced off and he he didn't hit the bar he basically just skimmed it with his shins uh-huh and they just 
like paint transfer, like just and just like his shins were just blue, blue. smears, uh-huh. like uh, and everything. Um, my sister was like a gymnast, and so she tried to like get us doing, you know, backflips and teaching us how to do all this different stuff. And um, man, it was there's a lot of things like I did with people on the trampolines, like you know, crack the egg or crack uh, like nutcracker, like all those kinds of things. Right. Which a lot of times though, I just was out there by myself, just just doing stuff like there's yeah, this dude. thing there was this thing that i would do where you jump and you you land on your back and that kind of spits you forward like you're gonna land on your stomach but uh-huh. then you flip over and land on your back again and it kind of does like this like kind of hat like rotation around the trampoline and i would just do that for you know for like an hour and just try to see how many really? times I could do it before I got too close to the edge, you know, because, like, mm-hmm. and everything. So I would do, like, you know, 15, and I would try to control my, myself so I still am getting enough momentum so I can keep going, but not enough to where it's going to spit me into the springs and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of time spent on that trampoline. Yeah, man. Oh, well, I definitely had times when I went to your house and we weren't doing anything, and I was like... And then you guys were like, where did Taggart go? And I was out on the tramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I didn't have a trampoline and we never owned one, my family. So mm-hmm. all of my tramping experiences with friends and at their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's like the, we did the uh, jumping on the trampoline with the sprinklers. Yes. Jumping on the trampoline with snow on it. It's cold and slippery and dangerous. And you fun. remember when we you remember when we jumped with jelly beans? No. You don't remember this with like Jordan? No, I don't and stuff? I don't know. Again, yeah. I have a bad memory. <laughs> so I'm sure I enjoyed it. So for whatever reason we had like a thing of jelly bellies and we would and this trampoline is just out in the weather. It's dirty. Birds, squirrels, <laughs> whatever. First thing you say just is birds. Old, you know, people, people feet and sweat yeah, and whatever. It's gross. But, but we were jumping on the trampoline, and you would just, uh, you would, uh, we would like throw some jelly bellies on there, and they'd be bouncing around with us, and then we would just like scoop one and try to eat it, <laughs> and try to guess what flavor. We're just like. We grab it. We're like cherry, and grab another one. Oh, coffee! Gross. (laughs) This is somewhat. There's a twinkle of a memory there. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of remember now what you're talking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But there's a million billion things you can do on a trampoline. It's so good. So I don't know if I did as much with you with my. with a different friend of mine, we used to sleep on the trampoline a lot at his mm-hmm. house. So I'd go stay at his place and we would sleep out on the tramp during the summer days when it's warm and such. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people would think that's so safe now, uh, but, you know. What do you mean, safe? Like, you're in your backyard, right? Like I know, but... I know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
people don't think i mean trampolines are safe in general in general but yeah but you know just being outside and sleeping outside and being the i don't know i would still do it yeah it was fun Mm -hmm. so yeah it was weird because you'd wake up in the morning and you always you know you would go out there and you jump around and you're like it's night time and we're gonna sleep we got we got sleeping bags and you'd be all hyped up, and then you'd go to sleep, and the sun would come up in the bo- in, up, up in the morning, and it is hot on a trampoline when the sun comes up, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, let's go back inside and go to sleep." Uh, that's usually how that went. You always thought, "When we wake up, man, we're gonna jump. We'll be right here. We can just start jumping." And you're like, "No, we <laughs> gotta go. And s- we gotta go inside, man. It's too hot out here. We need some more mm-hmm. sleep. It's like seven. Um, Oh, in the summer, it's like six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but, but uh, it was always fun. What about... Um, what about worm? It? What about worm wars? Worm wars? Yeah, that's when you're so in wor- your sleeping bag. When you're sleeping bag and you s- try to slu- get bounced yeah. out. You're, well, no, you just... You're in your sleeping bag, so you don't have your, like, arms... Like access to your arms, and you're bouncing in your sleeping bag. You're bouncing your sleeping bag. We also call them slug wars, and you basically just jump into the other person Uh, to try to knock them over. Right. And then when you get knocked over, you have to roll on your back, and then you have to try to kip yourself up. So you're just going up, down, up, and everything. Ooh, I'm bad at the kip. Even on a trampoline, I am bad at the kip. But if you can get up a little bit, the nice thing about it, if you get up even a little bit, you can bounce off your back and sometimes get the rest exactly, of the way Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, the other cool thing, because, I mean, it is just kind of like its own little micro physics lessons and stuff like that because, right. you know, the other thing that, you know, you pick up pretty quick is when you're playing, like, crack the egg, um, you know, somebody's sitting um, crisscross applesauce, however you want to say it and they're holding their feet Uh like the lotus position kind of a thing (laughs) and they're sitting there or you could do it uh, we also call it like um, like you know cracking the nut and that's where you sit with your um, you hug your knees right so you're just like as small as possible right and um, and they just bounce you until you fall apart yeah exactly but the thing that you kind of learn is that you, if you just start jumping, everybody's kind of just jumping, 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 jumping. Doesn't really work that well. But if you sit there, just, jo- just every, jostle everybody, the ground. Yeah, everybody kind of just like pushes their weight down in like a rhythm, and you get that resonant frequency. And everybody's just kind of doing the same thing. The person just gets keep getting higher and higher and higher until it just gets terrifying (laughs) and and you just like you know you end up breaking because you're gonna land on your neck exactly and and everything like that so yeah it's 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 an interesting little you know phenomena lesson that you kind of get out of out of trampolining there you go man but physics you're welcome yeah exactly if you if you learned anything from this podcast, it is it's physics. It, it is physics. <laughs> <laughs> Kinetic energy. You've heard Boom. you heard it here first. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a real yeah. thing. But yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I don't know about trampolines now, just because they're such 
you know, there's like, it's like this weird balance between lawsuits and safety. I mean, we were doing stuff where when we first got that trampoline where you would crawl underneath it and you would try to crawl from one side to the other while people were jumping. Try not to get bounced on. (laughs) Yeah. And and people are purposely trying to bounce on you. Right. Because if you got bounced on, then you lost or whatever. That was not my favorite game. No. Well, because your elbows, you know, your arms are so much longer than everybody else's. So when you are up on your elbows and have to like army crawl your way, you're a lot higher than the rest of us. So, yeah. So, yeah, like that's the thing is, is, you know, put as many safety nets as you want around something. Kids are still going to find a way to freaking massacre each other. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's you can't take the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many good times though. Sleeping on the trampoline, like you said. Yeah. Um. um well, one quick story. Uh. All right. That. Yeah, hit me. So, when we were sleeping on the trampoline one time, my sister and my brother and myself okay. in our sleeping bags and everything. Yes. Um. My brother's in the middle, and he was the biggest, right? So you're in this sleeping bag that's, you know, pretty, like, slippery and everything. So he's in the middle. So over the course of the night, I would, like, you know, just because he's weighing it down more, I would just slide and, Mm -hmm. like, Uh bump into him. And then this is all while we're asleep. He would scoot over. And then he would bump into my sister. She would scoot over. And then I go, shoop. And he would scoot over. And my sister would scoot over. And I'm like, shoop. And everything. And then sometime in the middle of the night, my sister got like to the point where she was like at the springs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the heck is going on? And so she gets up, gets out of her sleeping bag and sees what, you know, that we're way over on the side and whatever. And I'm just, you know, sleeping it's coldish so i'm like you know closed up in my sleeping bag and everything yeah. and all of a sudden it just cinches shut at the top and i'm like whoa what the <laughs> and she just is dragging me towards the other side you know and then she's gonna drag my brother but i'm just like panicking there is <laughs> no way out of the sleeping bag because the zipper and everything that would get me out is just it's been grabbed by whatever and, like, in my sleep, I had heard some, like, dogs barking in the distance. So I'm just sitting there thinking, like, these dogs are, like, dragging me off of the trampoline to, like, eat me. And I am freaking out as she just drags me back over to the other side and then, like, let's go and then walks over to move my brother. And I just, like, peek my head out and I'm like, what, what, what the? Like, oh, it was, it was so scary. <laughs> it was so, like, you know, Jim Gaffigan's right. You're basically just, like, you know just just a burrito for whatever wants to eat you because there is there is no way to get out of a sleeping bag that is closed at the top right well why didn't she just go lay on the open side because i don't know (laughs) don't don't ask me i got like i got cinched and moved (laughs) so i'm saying it's like that's a lot of work just go lay down in the open space right yeah i don't know instead of yeah i did Dragging two heavy bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's that funny. Was so, that was so scary. <laughs> but, 
Oh man. But that is that is some old stuff. That is, buddy. That is old. Um what uh what pray tell might be something new. Ooh. Like to... Ooh. What is what is the new? Since we talked last, I have watched a documentary that I wanted to uh mm. share. Okay. If people care to watch it. Uh good, good. It is called what's it called? Accidental Courtesy. Intriguing title. Tells um, me tells you nothing. nothing. There's a subtitle <laughs> on it and I don't remember what it is. But so okay. basically I heard this guy uh Okay. So there's this guy, Daryl Davis, who is a piano player by trade. Okay. He is a black man and he plays mm-hmm. pianos and he has um he's made friends with all these people in the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. And because what, of and because What time frame is this? This is now. And because of this oh, okay. Because of his friendship with these people regardless of him believing zero of course, if you know, in what they're standing for, right? Uh, quite a few of them have left the clan and opened their perceptions of race and things like that. So, okay, uh, it's very interesting. Um, he uh, he said he his whole purpose for this or starting this is that he he. As a kid, when he learned about racism, basically he said since he was the, 10 years old, he he wondered how people could hate him without knowing who he was. Right. You know, how can you hate me when you don't know anything about me? Mm-hmm. And so through his life, he's been trying to answer that question. And at some point he decided, you know, the I got to ask the people who believe this way. That's the only way that I'm going to really kind of get to the source of this answer is to talk to right. people and figure out their ideology and why they they think that way. And so he met with a dude, one of the, the so of one of the clans in Maryland, he met with this hot, this guy that was the leader of this faction of the clan in Maryland. Um, so he's mm-hmm. high up dude. Um, and he, uh, man, how do you broach that conversation? That's well, that's old. the thing. It was, mm-hmm. it was a scary situation. So he had his, he had his secretary call this guy. He had, mm-hmm. he had made a friend, uh, who had, who was in the clan and he asked for this dude's number mm-hmm. and, uh, somehow got it and whatever, and uh, he had his secretary that that booked a lot of his gigs, and she was kind of like his, you know, uh, did a lot of that stuff for him. Call this guy up and say, "Hey, my boss is writing a book on the Ku Klux Klan. Will you have an interview with him?" Mm-hmm. You know, saying nothing about who he is or you know uh, or anything like that. So. They right. so he he basically like uh, meets this guy in a hotel, 
And this guy comes with like a bodyguard who's like got a, you know, like a, a handgun on his hip and all this stuff. And right. he talks to this guy and it was really uh, tense um, <laughs> and, and yeah. stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, but the guy like sat and talked with them and they were mm-hmm. there for like, you know, over an hour or whatever speaking and, and all this stuff. And he's like the first guy that years down the road uh, left the clan because he was, he became friends with this dude. Right. So, wow. And That's crazy. Yeah. And so he, and Daryl, this guy, he's like, uh, the, this guy, this, so the other guy, uh, Mr. Kelly, I think his name was, he mm-hmm. he was gonna burn all his stuff, all his like robes and stuff, and right. and Daryl said, "No, give me your robe, give me your robe, give me some memorabilia and, and whatever." And he's like, "I don't know mm-hmm. why or what possessed me to ask him to do that," but he's been collecting robes of these people who have left the clan, so he has all this stuff, and he's like, "Right, opening, he's gonna like open a museum and like teach about it or whatever," because he's right. like he's like. His philosophy is very interesting. He's like this. This is uh, history. Mm-hmm. It's American history. It's not good, <laughs> but it's still <laughs> a part of our history. And right. you shouldn't sweep it down under the rug. You need to teach people about it because that's his whole thing. Is that these people are 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 ignorant, and their mm-hmm. ignorance le- leads them to being fearful. Which, if they, if you let that fester, becomes hate and mm-hmm. violence, and so it's like you got. It's all in the education, so you have to teach people about what this stuff is, and the opposite is mm-hmm. true as well. So, um, right. I mean, you got like the like Holocaust museums and you know things like that. I mean, right. It's a terrible part of the history, but but it needs. You, you really need to understand it. You know, yeah. or else, yeah, it, it will be repeated. Exactly. You know, if, if history right. really does repeat itself, then we got to mm-hmm. know what it is so that we can stop it when it mm-hmm. pops back up. So it's interesting. In this documentary, he talks to um, he talks to uh, some current members of the KKK. He talks to the head of the NSM, the National Socialist Movement, the Nazi, mm-hmm. the Nazi movement in America. Right. He talks to some uh, – uh, he talks to some musicians. So, like, there's the, – the music element is kind of throughout the mm-hmm. documentary. He talks to some some young – uh, uh, what do I want to call it? like a uh, uh protesters? These young black protester kids from okay. from uh, from uh, where are they at? Baltimore? Uh, that okay. might be wrong. That might be wrong. Um, but uh, that's the heatest. That's the most. That's the hottest exchange that there is in the whole movie is between. Mm-hmm. him and those kids because they don't understand what he's doing and why he's not out like mar- on them. marching yeah. marching for mm-hmm. all these you know black 
guys that are getting killed by our cops and stuff like that, which is what these kids are doing. And, right. uh, you know, they kind of, I, it seems like they feel like he's like, uh, he's like, it's kind of the same. It's almost the reverse. Like they, he's, he's, uh, 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 turned his back on his own people to help these mm-hmm. other people to see the light kind of right. thing and befriend these people. And, uh, mm-hmm. And they don't understand. Like he's, he's like, well, you know, they need to understand that we're people, you know, and they need to understand their ignorance so that they can, come, you know, come right. out of it, you know, and and we need to learn to get along, you know, because we're all Americans, mm-hmm. we're all in this country together. And one of the guys is like, why do I gotta need to? Why do I gotta need to know them? And he's like, well, because we're right. Americans and we're all together. And he's like, I don't care. We don't need to do that. And he's like, but this right. is the whole point. What well, mm-hmm. you might not think you're saying this, but what you're saying right there is that you want it to be separate. You want the mm-hmm. segregation. And that's the point is I'm trying to bring us together and we have to knock the roadblocks out to do that. And the guy's like, I don't care. Well, I don't want to know them. And he's like, well, then it's not going to, he- it's never going to get better, you know? And, right. uh, and so they, uh, that was it's a very heated moment. Anyways, but uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting mm-hmm. uh, documentary. And there's other stuff out there. He's recently on uh, the this guy was recently on the Joe Rogan podcast and told mm. some of his story there. And uh, yeah, Anyways, oh, that's way cool. It's only a couple of years old. I think they moved it in 2017 or something. The movie, and mm-hmm. apparently he has had a book out, and I'm interested to read it, but I don't. I haven't looked it up or anything, so. Right. So, yeah, so there you go. No, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's very interesting that he, he's broaching it that way, um, you know, trying to let cooler heads kind of prevail kind of a thing. Well, I yeah, mean, one of his whole th- big sayings is like, if we're talking, if we're in a dialogue, mm-hmm. then we're not fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, it might get heated. Right. We might disagree. There might mm-hmm. be yelling, but we're not going to be throwing punches if we're trying to understand where the other person is coming from and talking it through. Right. And right. You know, he's done mm-hmm. very good, obviously, at like not taking offense and listening and really trying to understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. and then also, you know, interject interjecting coolly and giving his point of view in a respectful way for them to understand, yes, he's listening to me and maybe not initially, but eventually they start listening to him. And, uh, he, 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 in the movie, he talks to this one dude who's left the clan who was like a lower guy. And like Mm -hmm. they, the, the interviewer or the guy who's making the movie asked the guy, like, what, what was your rank and stuff? And what does that mean? And he literally Mm -hmm. goes, you should ask Daryl. He knows more about that than I do. <laughs> right. You know, and and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And but Daryl's like, yeah. When he got promoted to this level, he called me, and said, "What am I supposed to do? Like, what are my duties?" Because <laughs> he didn't right. know, and he was too afraid to ask anybody in this uh-huh. in the clan themselves. Uh, so right. it's interesting how he kind of worked himself in and and was mm-hmm. a help to these people in a way that nobody else would in a friendship mm-hmm. like 
never saying I believe in anything that you're saying, but he would support them in a respectful way. He would go to rallies. He would mm-hmm. do all this stuff. Um, it was pretty crazy. So, no, I that is that is very 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 fascinating. I mean, not not to put myself anywhere near that kind of situation severity or anything like right. that, but I mean, just something uh, that I experienced today. Um, just that whole like opening a dialogue and trying to like understand each other and stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, my work situation, you know, just things weren't getting along and um, right. you know, it, it was, it was really hard, but my, my coworkers just overly frustrated at the whole, you know, situation and stuff. And we had a team meeting and it was, it got heated and it was bad and uh, and everything and it's just like i just saw that breakdown in communication where it's just like you're just it's it's personal and it's it's defensive and and both parties were were very argumentative and you know just trying to like you know and i'm and i you know when my coworker left and i you know was like i was like okay I'm going to try to explain this. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to, you know, get, um, you know, uh, emotional and, you know, I'm just going to be very matter of fact and all this kind of stuff. And, and we worked it out like, you know, a little bit, but much, much, much better just because it's like, like, let's just talk. Right. You know, like let's not try to blame each other. And, and that's, that's one of the things that like I've had to work on with this situation and everything is, you know, I'm not pointing the finger, you know, and, and everything. So just even saying things differently where instead of saying, well, you said this before and now you're saying this, that's very judgmental, very arguative and very, you know, like negative. I'll simply say something like, it was previously discussed that this was the situation. Now it appears that the situation is now this. Is that correct? And it's like, yes. It's like, okay. So I was not aware of the change, but now I am. And I, we can move forward. Right. It's, it's, and everything like that. So it is very interesting in that respect where, you know, if you can learn to just communicate without like getting that. That's like, you know, the protesters are just like, well, we're going to be yelling at them and they're going to be yelling at us. And it just proves our point where somebody's sitting down and actually saying, why is this? Why do you believe this? Right. And somebody explains it to him and it's like, okay, well, I have a question about that. Like, like how do I fit into that? You know, do you think I am this same stereotype that you have in, in your mind? It's like, right. And it kind of forces, well, no, or I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, just think about that and maybe reevaluate what your, what your understanding is or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's invitive instead of, you know, demanding and everything like that. Anyway, I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's way cool. Cool. 
Um, How about you, man? What you yeah. got new? So new for me is uh, I have started the process of house purchasing. Yo. Becoming a dealing with the realist of estates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not regular estate, but real right. estate. It, of which course. I don't understand. It's crazy, <laughs> what right? That, what that what that means. But um yeah, it's it's been kind of a whirlwind. Um I have been looking for quite a long time. Um Yeah. Just not, not to the point where I'm like, you know, um, you know, putting in offers all the time, but just, I've been to probably maybe 50 to 75 houses in the last like five and a half years. Wow. You know, Uh know, I probably, you know, I probably say maybe go to a showing or an open house or something once every like two or three months and a couple, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. Gone through a couple different buyers, agents and everything. And they kind of dropped me cause I'm not necessarily as motivated as I sh- they want me to be or whatever. Right. And you're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But long story short, there's this good house, great neighborhood, um, great flow, all this kind of stuff. Nice. Um, it checked pretty much all the boxes that, uh, that I had. And um, I was like, oh, well, I guess we should put an offer. Then my uh, agent said, it's like, well, um, it was listed on Friday. We saw, it sun- we saw it Saturday morning before anybody else. By the time we got our offer in, it was, they had had 32 showings in Holy one day. Holy cow. Yeah. 32 showings in one, and it wasn't even an open house. It was like 32, 32 people set up, record, set up appointments. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So, um, and then they, they took offers that weekend. Um, and they had 11 offers. Um, something interesting that, uh, my, uh, my buying agent did is, we offered at um at pretty much the asking price like okay. plus like plus like a thousand dollars because they had it at like you know uh one of those you know supermarket deals where it's like you know ninety nine ninety nine where it's like oh wow okay we'll just round whatever right kind of thing so um so we um he put in the offer that um if if needed to beat out someone else's offer we would go up like an extra 10 grand so like when i was talking to him about it i'm like you're talking like ebay style where you put in like your max bid but if somebody <laughs> if somebody comes in like 5 grand under then you actually like are only like have to pay like 6 of the 10 grand that you like extra that you offered or whatever. Right. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you can write it that way. Some buyer, some agents won't really kind of accept that. They're like, just give us a solid number or whatever. Um, but, um, but the biggest thing is covering closing costs and closing quickly, all that kind of different stuff. Like there's all those little factors that you can put in there. 
And out of the 11 offers, they accepted they accepted uh, our offer. And that's when it's just like, okay, like, ooh, okay. This is, like, this is real. This is a lot. So got to get the uh, inspection and all that kind of good stuff. But it's, yeah. it is... Yeah, it's it's just been a crazy because that's the thing is been looking for so long, dude. That's awesome. And man. all of a sudden, in like two days, it's like, well, now you're in this commitment, and now you got to do it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> no backing uh, out. Yeah, so um, because I've 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 put in an offer and it's been accepted once before. But before we got to the inspection stage, like I realized that there was a big problem with the house, and so I um, was able to to get out of that and everything. But okay. um, but yeah, um, but it comes with a trampoline. Nice it's in the contract. Nice. They they are taking the fridge, but leaving the trampoline. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. So um, that's always fun. Is is getting new appliances and. And stuff like that when you're in the process of moving, but um, process but yeah, of it's dropping just, a lot of money on a house. You're like, oh, we got to keep food cool yeah, too. Oh, great, exactly. But the nicest thing I guess about when we went to see it is um, we saw it a couple of days after it snowed. Okay, and when it was like warmer, so like the snow was melting and stuff. So we got like a real good insight into you know, where the water's going, like, oh, you nice. know, what the condition of the garage and the, and the, um, what's it called? The, there's a garage and a carport. So stuff like that. So it's just like, cool. you know, so you kind of get a good stress test, but the worst thing about it, I will just say this. The worst is in the backyard in one of the back corners. Yeah. There are like four, um, like utility boxes that I guess are for like, um, like the internet service, uh, CenturyLink. Okay. And so I really want to figure out, and we they should be giving us like the disclosures and stuff. I want to know what is up with those. Like, what's the easement? Do I have to let them have access to my backyard whenever? they want are, are they, they gonna notify me are or? they renting that space from you that would be awesome because right? i would even settle for like free high-speed internet you know right <laughs> like, save me like 100 bucks a month kind of a thing but uh yeah i just like i don't know and like can i can i put like stuff around them you know to keep the dog away from them like all this kind of like right like there's a lot of questions and i was looking up you know, Reddit's usually not necessarily the best <laughs> place to look up yes. different things because then you get a couple of just rants about, you know, this, that, and the other. But, uh, but I mean, people are still, you know, commenting like, yeah, like you can, you can put a fence up, but they have the right to just tear it right back down. Or you can get one of those giant rock, bo- like rock cover things and make it look like a fake rock or whatever but they still have to have access to it whenever they want and stuff. But that was all like uh city utility stuff, you know, the right. power boxes and everything. So I don't know for a, I, I guess it would be a still utility. I don't know, but hopefully it's a, we rent this 
for yeah, you would three hundred bucks a month. A hope like a ISP would yeah mm-hmm. have to pay for that somehow, right? Can, they can just drop it there and say this is where it's going to be. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, hopefully there's some kind of some kind of deal there because that would be that would be nice to take away a little bit of yeah cashola. Crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I had to rent out, you know, what is it, like 10 square feet of my backyard for a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks. Right. Like, nah, I would I would be fine with that. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep us uh, up to date with the new. Yeah. Any uh, uh, progress as yeah. the house goes. Yeah, I I waived the the meth test for the inspection for like it was like 180 bucks. I'm just like I'm pretty sure this mother of three <laughs> wasn't, wasn't cooking meth oh, in her house. Good, but, good. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah. Yep. So uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely new for me, and we shall you know see how it goes. But uh, nice, I will man. keep you guys updated, yeah. and so come come back and join us uh, for the exciting saga of <laughs> me buying this buying this house and figuring house out purchase. how to. Yeah, we're talking about easements and you know inspection notes and all that good fun. Everything real, you would ever want to know stuff. about. I'm not gonna house. lie though. I'm not gonna lie. There are certain things that you know. You you only have like a context from like TV and movies and stuff. Uh-huh. So when I was talking about it, I was just like, "Oh, an easement, like an Arrested Development with the Lemon Grove." <laughs> like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't build on it. They drive their ticks through there, and I'm like, "I know what an easement is. Don't worry." <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. I think we we reference Arrested Development at least three times today. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, guys, we will hit hit. We will hit you up next week. Yeah, we will. So you will. just leave that. You leave that subscription open, and and we'll hit you up for sure. For sure, for sure. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.